Hurry up, your favorite show's about to start. Grab a Capri Sun, some Dunkaroos, and settle in for another episode of The Millennial Movie Club. Hey, bada bada bada, swing, bada bada bada, we've got a home run of an episode for you today, folks. Welcome back to an episode of Millennial Movie Club. Here on First Base, we have Dan Levine, and there in the dugout just eating snacks, we have Jess Apatos. So it's, a, it's a, somebody who's commentating on baseball, but they, their background is horse racing. Because <laughs> I don't know. I listen to a lot of baseball. I've never heard anyone sound like that. No one sounds like that? Hey, uh, he's coming around first base. Not even like in the 40s? Um, no, maybe. When everyone talked like that? Yeah, maybe in the 40s. And we've got Babe Ruth here on the stadium and he's blowing bubbles. <laughs> no? Yes. No, I think that that's pretty good, actually. Okay, cool, 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 cool. That's all I know about baseball. Um <laughs> it's the old timey voices associated. Um, but apparently it's a big week for baseball, Dan. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Uh, this Thursday, which I hope that if I do my job correctly, uh, I'll get this episode <laughs> out that morning. But 2023, opening day, March 30th, baseball's back, everybody. And I don't know how many of our listeners are big baseball fans, but it is maybe my favorite thing, period. So I'm totally psyched. and Even more than podcasting about movies? I do love that, too. It's neck and neck. <laughs> okay. Quick, quick, quick. Yeah, you're big old b-ball boy. For sure. Yeah. Know. So we had to do a, a baseball movie. And on that note, uh, my name is Dan Levine. And my fun fact is when I was a kid, I wanted to be a baseball player. <gasps> Aw. What happened? It wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't good. Wasn't good Fair enough. enough. Fair enough. And most people aren't. So don't feel bad. Yeah. I don't feel bad. Um, my name is Jazz Zapatos, and when I was a kid, I had like a favorite kids video that I won't name for privacy reasons, but I was obsessed with this video. It was like a very well-known kids video, sing along, like like musical sing along video. There, so it starred like a, like a like a whimsical main character and two little kids, okay. right? When I grew up, I slept with this dude who turned out to be the kid That's, in that video. I was trying to figure out why the why we needed to censor this. Okay. <laughs> well, there's only one little boy in it, so if I said the name of it, people would just go IMDb. Um, and so I'm gonna respect his privacy. But when I found out that I had relations with one of the lead actors from my favorite childhood video. It's just a thing. I don't know if anything could be more full circle than that. Right. Is it like, um, what is the, the, the snake eating its own tail? Did he feel kind of like that? Uh, sure. I felt like a snake eating a tail for sure. For sure. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what the fuck is that called? Auroribus? Auroribus? I don't know. You wanna, anyway, that's you, you sleeping with that fucking kid. <laughs> Just to be just to be clear, he was an adult man when oh, I slept he was. with him. <laughs> okay, you, you had a question no, in no, your I mind? No, no, no. I can't wait to hear offline who this person is, by the way. He was an adult male. Still is. Oh, um, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, very full circle for me. Very special moment. Uh, there are so many jokes I could make that are a play on the title of this show, but I'm not going to do it. Ah, oh, bummer. I'll tell you later. Good. If you subscribe to our Patreon, I'll tell you the names <laughs> of everyone I've slept with. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Give us your money. Okay. Anyway, uh, because it's so baseball-y this week, we have decided to celebrate with an episode on The Sandlot. The Sandlot, which I have to assume, there's a lot of, there's like three big baseball movies that came out when we were mm -hmm. kids. There's Angels in the Outfield, there's Rookie of the Year, and there's The Sandlot. And weirdly, I don't think that there's like necessarily like camps of people. I think everyone just loves all of them. In as far well, maybe, as I understand, yeah, maybe this isn't. Yeah, I guess this was a little before we were kids. But like Field, Field of, of Dreams. Dreams, it's too early. I mean, like yeah. I grew up with Field of Dreams, but I wouldn't claim it as my childhood movie. Yeah. You know, yeah, agree. And that's one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, yeah, we weren't like relating to the characters in the same way. No, no, not necessarily. Yeah, I, I didn't understand Feel the Dreams like I understood Sandlot when I was a kid. We're like, I don't get those shit because I'm not yeah, scared of ghosts because I'm a sociopath named Daniel Levine. I'm just a realist. Yeah, so I just couldn't connect. But like giant 
<laughs> man-eating dogs you were like let's get on board oh hell yeah <laughs> I'm in. i mean that's fair dogs eat people so you know there's no bad dogs they say there's only bad owners mm, yeah you would say that <laughs> very i'll remind brand. you of that next time you have a dog that's a real asshole i have one i'm fostering Currently. another dog she's driving me fucking nuts so. <laughs> daniel in case you are not familiar Dan fosters dogs at Philly Fosters. He is a beautiful soul who takes care of these beautiful puppies uh, until they're finding their forever home. Um, And in the process, drives himself up the fucking wall. Yeah. For for as long as I have them, I just can't breathe because I'm also, weirdly, fucking allergic to dogs. (laughs) So... Nuts. Would you say like so? Was this your idea mm. to start, or was this your no, girlfriend's it was, idea? It was Emily. Or... She had she was the driving force behind this one, but I was still on board. Yeah, you were like, whatever, uh, I'll suffer. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> whatever, I don't need to breathe. Breathing is overrated. Great, love that. Shall we set the scene, please? When Scotty Smalls moves to a new neighborhood, he manages to make friends with a group of kids who play baseball at the Sandlot. Together, they go on a series of funny and touching adventures. The boys run into trouble when Smalls borrows a ball from his dad that gets hit over a fence. Wow. Super okay. simple. Super simple, but so is this movie. It's very simple. Yeah, it's good like that. I mean... Well, Stand By Me is the male version of Now and Then... Mm-hmm. I feel like in some ways this, well, because everybody's like, this movie's just trying to be Stand By Me. Yeah. But it is, I feel very much like now and then in that it's sort of just like a bunch of little narratives. Like, yep. str- like there's not like a huge story arc. It's just like some slice of life moments in these kids' summer. Absolutely. There's not, I mean, they think the stakes are very high, but the stakes aren't really that high. We all did. Like when we were that age, it was just like the whole time I was like, oh yeah, remember when we just like, especially growing up in an age without the internet where we needed to like make up games and stories and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Like I remember there was like kind of a yellow part of the sidewalk in my neighborhood and we were just like, there's gold here. Like, (laughs) you know, you just have to be like high stakes just to like not be fucking bored. Right. I guess stakes are all relative. Like your highest stake is probably as high as someone else's highest stake. So if you have kind of like a a nerfy little life, you got a little nerf high stake... (laughs) kind of thing going on you define nerf for our audience yeah nerf like um it's the balls for sports like there's there's squishy yeah. balls no i know what i know that <laughs> but what would be considered like a nerfy life uh it's like not as dangerous oh because it's okay. also nerf is like it, it they they're not as dangerous balls but it's, it's also a like fake weapon <laughs> yes and they also like it's big in like call of duty land like when a, a weapon becomes too powerful they nerf it and then people have taken that and like <laughs> applied it to everything else that could be nerfed to make it like less powerful got it okay now i understand That's too much ex- explanation for this one <laughs> i've never heard that term before outside of like a nerf product so now i know because i kind of okay. like it forget it it sounds like an, yeah. an insult that i would like sometimes to it is. sometimes it's like yeah if, if you're too powerful you have to get like god have to has to like nerf you like smite you like kind of but like, like not like un- punish you but just like knock you down a peg yeah exactly like if if anyone's ever read harrison bergeron it's kind of like that like someone's too too fast so they like put weights on his feet and shit like that yeah. Like everyone kind of. So like if my yeah. husband ever starts mouthing off, I'd just be like, time to nerf yourself a little bit. Why don't you go n- nerf yourself? <laughs> and that'll resonate with him because he call- plays Call of Duty. He'll understand yeah. what that means. Uh, it's not just for gamers now. I'm appropriating gamer culture and sprinkling it amongst all of the annoying women in society. Welcome. Gamergate. <laughs> Gamergate. Shall we hit a homer and saddle on down to the home run that that is the cast and crew oh god this is gonna be so exhausting i'm so happy that you have to you have to like try to figure out what what baseball <laughs> i don't even know what that is. yes i'd love to let okay i'm not i was gonna try again and i just give up it's okay that's perfect um all right so this movie is loaded with kids what happened to those kids well uh scotty smalls is played by tom gidry 
who acted in a few other projects after that. I mean, they all had like a couple little things here and there after that. None of them have still like active acting careers. Um, Fun anecdote though. In August 2013, he was arrested at George Bush Intercontinental Airport in Houston, Texas for allegedly headbutting a police officer after to- after being told he was too drunk to board a flight. Damn, ACAB. Let's go. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin Rodriguez, which is maybe like one of my favorite names in the history of cinema. Yes. Love him. Played by Mike Vitar, who... Also did a few other roles, namely the Mighty Ducks. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick Renna as Ham definitely worked the most. You know, we saw him in Salute Your Shorts, The Big Green, some episodes of Boy Meets World, and other mm-hmm. shows at the time. Five of the members of the uh, baseball team were in Boy Meets World. Squints, Yeah Yeah, Kenny, and Bertram were all in Boy Meets World. So it was just kind of like they just filtered off into Boy Meets World, I guess. Or rather, I guess they were. Probably in Boy Meets World before this, I guess. And also, I know Benny was in uh, Mighty Ducks, but also Brandon Adams, who played Kenny. So two of the kids were in Mighty Ducks, and they both acted alongside one another, which is cool. I guess there were only just a few sporty kids who could act in that time. I think one of my favorite parts about this movie is all these kids can definitely play baseball. I know that yeah. they worked with trainers and stuff like that. And small, like I, I was looking at all their like swings and stuff like that. Smalls is, I think, maybe the most talented of them. Really? Benny has, Benny's really good too, but Smalls is great. Benny would have to be good because that kid runs for 75% of this movie. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, he's got a great run. Uh, I was just talking about like more of his like technical, you know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, right. Well, he's super fast in Mighty Ducks. He can't even stop, so. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, these kids are definitely doing the thing. There's no, they did not have, I don't think they had child stunt doubles for them. Don't think so, no. Um, Some of the better known adults in this movie include Dennis Leary, who played stepdad Bill. At Emerson College, Leary founded the Emerson Comedy Workshop, and he remained at Emerson in an instructional capacity teaching comedy writing for five years after he graduated. Since then, he's done a ton of acting and voiceover. We know him from Small Soldiers, A Bug's Life, The Amazing Spider-Man, just lots of fun stuff. Wait, Dennis Leary went to Emerson? That's what the internet said. So did I for a little bit. Oh. Yeah. Twinsies. Were you also in A Bug's Life? I, I felt like I was in a bug's life when I was at Emerson. I left after like one semester and I knew I was going to leave after like two weeks. After that douchebag was like, call your girlfriend and break up with her That's now. That's the guy. Yeah. I was like, get me the fuck out of here. Bye. <laughs> yeah. I've heard interesting things about Emerson culture. Um, which we'll just it was mean. Time. Yeah. That's what I heard. I heard it was mean. Yeah. It was kind of like mean. I had friends who went to Emerson and then like left not friends. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I have really nothing good to say about Emerson. I mean, really, the 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 professors were incredible, but like everything else was awful. The kids were dicks. Well, oh. I, my friends I liked a lot, but the everything else, the the everyone else was not. Uh-huh. I don't know, not Fair not enough. my cup of tea. Yeah. I think Boston makes everyone a little bit meaner. I did love Boston, but it did get kind of cold. Yeah. Just like Fair that enough. song. What song? I don't even know that's on Boston. I don't even know if it has coldness in it. Oh, it's like, I, I think, think I'll, I'll go, go to Boston. Boston <laughs> become a real dickhead. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Yeah, you got and it. Next up, it wouldn't be a baseball movie without James Earl Jones playing the elusive and mysterious Mr. Myrtle. With his deep, resonant voice and imposing physical presence, James Earl Jones became one of the most easily recognizable figures in the entertainment industry. He's done a ton of theater and film, been recognized with tons of awards. We know him from movies like Field of Dreams, Hunt for Red October, Star Wars, Lion King. The list goes on. And apparently he hates baseball, so that (laughs) doesn't make sense to me. That's so funny. He just can't get away from it. Here's another one. He's in uh, Field of Dreams, obviously, but Art LaFleur, who plays the great Bambino, Babe Ruth, is also in Field of Dreams. Does he play Babe Ruth? He does not play Babe Ruth. I don't know who that? the character right is supposed there. to be. Could have been yeah. the ghost of Babe Ruth. Well, he, yeah. he Field of Dreams was beforehand. Yeah, I know, but he could have done it twice. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. We had an opportunity right. here. Fair. Listen. <laughs> 
James Earl Jones. They're like, uh, here's another baseball movie. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Who's fucking is, with me? Is someone going to make another Star Wars anytime soon? Oh, right. Didn't he, wasn't he like in one movie because of something about the plot? I don't know shit about Star Wars, to be honest. He's been in a few Star Wars movies. But I know okay. like originally they had him like as the voice of Darth Vader. Right, right. But then but can't then, he, did, it, did that happen a bunch in the movies? You know, I've not seen, <laughs> I'm going to piss off many people. The I've only seen one Star Wars movie and it was the one with Jar Jar Binks. So. Oh my God. At least I'm not, I'm not that bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty bad. It became, I got to be honest, my ex-boyfriend was like obsessed with Star Wars and it pissed him off so much that I didn't want to watch all of them. And then it just became like a point of pride for me where I was like, fuck you. I'm never watching it. Nice. Dig your heels in. I like that. Yeah. That and Taco Bell. It's just now I'm just making a point. Never, ever. Have I ever. I think the Star Wars thing is fine. I think the Taco Bell thing is a mistake, but whatever. Talk to my fucked up intestines about it, okay? <laughs> yeah, but you got it. Maybe you should just try it once and then just say, I'm going to have a horrible next couple days or something like that. Yeah. I mean, not to say I don't do that regularly, but just with <laughs> things like milkshakes or, you know, I'm just like, right, exactly. So the next time you want a milkshake, just take try talk about at least and then you could say it and then it's fodder for the pod you know potter right it's potter um speaking of a steaming pile of shit let's go to the reviews not not great um no they're mostly pretty i would say the biggest complaint about this film is that it's supposed to be a kid's movie part of me thinks maybe i watched the edited version Without realizing it, because all of, there are a million and one reviews that are like the language in this movie. They say shit twice, I think. Yeah, right. Well, like apparently there's there's a lot of like son of a bitch and shit, and like they, they apparently they curse up a storm and a ton of people were like, "This is supposed to be a kids movie," but I don't remember seeing a lot of it. So maybe they took like the version for TV and put it on Amazon. Oh, like you've never seen that version of it? Is that what you're saying? I've never seen this version of anything all the way through. This is my first time watching this movie all the way through. Wait, wait what? Yeah. I had no idea. Is it this so weird that a movie about boys everything. and baseball like, wasn't on the top of my list growing up? <laughs> no, no. I just thought, I don't know. Are you going to be okay? I thought, I thought number one, what I thought What you're doing with your hands it. right now is you're like. <laughs> I don't know how to react because. Number one, I thought everyone has seen it. And number two, I would have thought that you would have told me before. Yeah. I thought I texted you that, but maybe it's what we were talking about. Literally all the baseball movies you sent me, I hadn't seen. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, let's get through these reviews. I don't give a fuck about what these people think. I, I care about what you think. Oh, that's so sweet. Okay, <laughs> starting with Emma Cochrane from Empire Magazine, who writes, for every field of dreams, there are a dozen lesser, completely incomprehensible baseball movies, and this is one of them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I wish they could have little kids, like not kids, maybe like 15-year-olds doing some film reviews. Reviews for kids' movies. Yeah, that'd be cool. Right, why are adults reviewing kids' movies anyway? Right. It's not for you. Yeah, shut up. We're not going to review cheeses, you know? go terribly actually really we should though. we should review cheeses because we would be like so appreciative to be eating cheese we would just be like oh fucking incredible yeah but i have to get out of here <laughs> yeah it, it's a 20 minute event it's got a hard stop you eat as many cheeses as you can in 20 minutes just <laughs> barely stop me to take notes it's a review and it's also a game show because then it's like you know, there's like a bathroom, like a 5K away or something like that. Oh, my God. What is yeah, this? What? Like fear factor? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I feel Ro- like it'd be a road good. rules challenge. Oh. They're like, you could either eat these bull testicles for 20 grand or eat this pile of cheese. <laughs> be like, it'll go either, it'll go one of two ways. I won't make it to the bathroom or I will not go to the bathroom for the next seven days. Yeah, and then you can explode. So. <laughs> Six in one hand, half a dozen in the other, so. There we go. Um, anyway, speaking of not going to the bathroom for seven days and needing prune juice like an old mm. person. Yeah, we've been chugging. It was probably <laughs> chugging that 
who would slurp it down some prune juice while munching on popcorn watching this movie in theaters, our dear friend Roger Ebert, who gave this movie three out of four stars. Great. Awesome. Roger knows what's up. He writes, if you've ever been lucky enough to see a Christmas story, you will understand what I mean when I say the Sandlot is a summertime version of the same vision. Both movies are about gawky young adolescents trapped in a world they never made and doing their best to fit in while beset with the most amazing vicissitudes. Shut up. (laughs) These days, too many children's movies are infected by the virus of winning, as if kids are nothing more than underage pro athletes and the values of Vince Lombardi prevail. It's not how you play the game, but whether you win or lose. This is a movie that breaks with that tradition, that allows its kids to be kids, that shows them in the insular world of imagination and dreaming that children create entirely apart from adult domains and values. Ah, great! love that. I love that. I never thought of that about it, about how it's really not about winning. Right. It's not a baseball movie that's necessarily about being great at baseball. I mean... And they, I mean, they want to be good is. at baseball, but like, and yeah, and they are, but, but it's, it's not really, we only have like, we only great. have like one, it's, you would think it's like, it's all leading up to the big game, but there's really only one time they play against another team and we yeah, don't and even witness even that much of the game. It's, that's not even like a, a pinnacle or a, an important part of the movie. I love that about it. I love that. Maybe because when I was a kid, I've, I've never, I've been on one team that was great. And every other team has been dog shit. So, like, I can't, I couldn't relate. <laughs> right. This movie isn't really about baseball. It's about kids being kids. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of kids being kids, first Amazon review reads, This is an absolutely great movie, but I cannot be the only parent who was horrified to find I was showing my three boys a movie that is filled with cuss words. Maybe you're okay with a family feature in which shit is used half a dozen times. Can you imagine how many grandparents pick up this family classic having no idea their little boys are about to sit through six or eight shits and almost as many (laughs) son of a bitches? I'm not proving when it comes to adult movies, but parents ought to be able to make an informed decision. Sitting through six to eight shits, also the (laughs) subtitle of our cheese-eating competition. Solid joke, Daniel. <laughs> there you go. Really points. good. You just earned your place on this podcast for the day. Yes. I'm still working on mine. Oh, um, thank you. Uh, this one's a bit cringe. The Sandlot is an all right movie that I loved as a kid. Nowadays, however, I see the political motivations behind such a movie. It's not realistic in the early 1960s for there to be such a diverse group of children playing together in a suburban neighborhood. Reminds me of the Mighty Ducks, especially the Mighty Ducks 2. As if I'm supposed to believe that, I, that a diverse group of kids could become the national junior team and go on to beat the Icelandic team? Give me a break. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut up. Shut the fuck up. God. I, I tried to avoid all criticisms but that was one that i found because i was reading the wikipedia page and it wasn't this one but it was somebody else being like it's more about inclusion and blah 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 it's like shut the fuck up god (sighs) that pisses me off so much because what i don't think people understand is that sometimes we would like to portray things whether or not they were the most historically socially accurate, but so that we are not continuing the stereotype that people have been used to their whole lives. Like kids now shouldn't be like weirded out to be like, oh, there's like different ethnicities in this group of friends. Right. We should be like through cinema and all sorts of entertainment. We should be just normalizing ethnically diverse everything. For sure. I just, I can't stand that. This like... The dog whistle bullshit, like, subtext of all that stuff is, like, so fucked mm-hmm. up. It's, like, like most of that is just, like, this wouldn't happen in real life because white people hang out with white people. Like, that's kind of what it is, is it about. <laughs> and it's, like, shut the fuck up. You're a racist Ugh. asshole. Yeah. Fuck him. Um, Whatever. Yeah. This one, though, is fun. <laughs> it's, I mean, fun and sad. So, to note, this review was written in 2016, and it's titled, Good to Get Your Mind Off Things. It's right. cute. Good for a night after the election. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. This person's like devastated that Trump won the election. It's like, <laughs> I got to just like watch a wholesome children's movie just to get my mind off of things. 
I get it. I mean, I was in a bad mood, like coming into this movie last night, and it immediately went away because I love this movie so much, and it's it's straight good vibes. Straight good vibes, but Mm -hmm. not exclusively for straight people or white people. Oh no! Oh shit! (laughs) I didn't think that's what you meant. (laughs) Straight white vibes. Straight white vibes. (laughs) Um. Anyway, shall we? slice a home run driver <laughs> into the plot <laughs> yeah. was uh, any of that w- accurate no okay <laughs> it's okay i like it better this way okay we open on a grown man walking into work in the press box at a baseball stadium and his voiceover begins very like wonder years this movie mm-hmm. Uh, talking about how there's this one all-time greatest moment in sports and tells us a story about how Babe Ruth became a legend. I I have to note that this dude is not a great voiceover actor. Like, he's just, like, clearly, like, somebody's white dad or something reading the script he's for the, the first he's time. He's the writer and director, David Evans. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Well, then I'm right because, like... He's not. He's, he's not, not a voice actor. And it was no. so weird being, like... Yeah, it was just so mechanical. Yeah, I, I mean, to, like, I, save on budget or what? I'm, I'm sure he was like, I, I must do this because then they also have Smalls grown up as another actor, and they don't let him be the voice actor either. It's not like Richard Dreyfuss right. and why should, uh, Stand exactly. By Me. Why wouldn't they have just had the grown up actor do the voice? I think when, he was just like, I want to do this because yeah. it's also kind of like about his life too. Sure. So, yeah, he's just like he became my best friend and got me out of a real pickle. Like, it's so funny because, like, in my mind, it's so etched in that, like, I've never thought about whether it was good or not. It's only been, like, the thing it is. And that's what this podcast does. It yeah, lets that's you right. know the shit that's bad that you never noticed. <laughs> nice. Uh, so we see a picture with some young neighborhood boys and we flash back into it. Um, we're now in 1962, as you said, watching a group of young boys play baseball to a song called Finger Pop, whatever that means. <laughs> Oh, did you see that on like closed captions or something like that? Yeah, of course. I watch everything with closed captions. It's just like finger pop, finger pop. I was like, oh. <laughs> Never noticed that. I don't want to look that up on Urban Dictionary. No. Um, a little fun, fa- like kind of fun fact about my own viewing of this. I know we usually don't do this, but like myself and my best friend Colin would watch this movie all the time. And we watch it so much that the VHS would like fall apart. And the beginning with him walking down that hall, like I, I was watching it yesterday and it's like, oh, I don't even remember this part because all it was was like a bunch of like fucked up tape images because we'd watched it so much that it was like remember when like the tape would come out and you'd have to like wind the tape back in to like a yeah. vhs or a like a cassette tape of course yeah stick your a little fingernail in there and try to and just like a little yeah. mini screwdriver fucking nuts. love that kids will never <laughs> kids today would never anyway um <laughs> so uh scotty smalls has just moved to the valley with two weeks before summer break and no friends for a thousand miles with his mom and his new stepdad bill who's a fucking douchebag i mean the way he puts it is like we were still getting used to each other right i'm like i miss jerry Maguire. right this kid is so fucking cute and this guy is so cold and turned off towards him the only thing i could possibly think of is that this guy is like a fucked up veteran or something like this guy oh, fought maybe. in a war and like has some serious issues yeah because it seems like the impetus for like building this relationship is squarely on smalls's shoulders it's not on his yes. like he's like constantly trying to connect with his stepdad and his stepdad is like i don't want anything to do with you even the mom's like go ahead dick. go ask him go make the right. effort instead of being like hey i mean sadly i feel like because this was a woman in the 1960s who lost her husband with a child like chances of her finding a new husband were like right gonna chancing be... of finding a jerry Maguire type are pretty slim oh one in a million <laughs> that guy's something else but yeah. like so i guess whatever you take like who's ever willing to take you in and he, all. unfortunately, is like, oh, I get to be with this woman, but this fucking loser kid is just what hanging on. What a square. On. He's such a nerd. Nerd alert on this kid. <laughs> what does Squint say? L7 weenie. Dodger dog. A foot long. <laughs> a weenie. foot long. 
He yeah. is an L7 weenie. L7 weenie. I just, it's so sad because he's such an earnest kid. Like, he's so sweet and cute and just wants to learn how to have a catch because his dad died. Yeah. The whole time I was watching the beginning, I was like, this kid is so ballsy for trying to, like, put himself out there and try to make friends with this team of, like, roughnecks. Making friends is fucking impossible. You have to, yeah. like, really bury your soul. And he's just willing to do that. I thought it was kind of... It's like, damn, man. He has so when much you're a kid, you gotta just like. Kid. Well, I mean, first things first, he like sees the boys, you know, the neighborhood kids. He follows them to the sandlot. And when a fly ball lands near him, he like can barely throw it back. He gets laughed off the field. And so, <laughs> like, that would have been it. But his mom comes into his room and I, meanwhile, this kid's like a genius. He's like using, he's like building robots in 1962. And his yeah. mom comes in and is like, have you made any friends yet, you fucking nerd? <laughs> Like, I want you to go out and get get into trouble. Like, start yeah, scrape start, your knees. Start drinking beer. Like, enough of this nerdy brainiac bullshit. Right, exactly. We don't need you to know, beat I Russia mean, in the arms race. Right, right. Or the space race. Not yet. Um, I think that he. Yeah, I mean, he just sits in his room, plays with his erector sets, and gets straight A's. It's like, dog, this is not sustainable. You need to go make some friends and, yeah. and fuck your life Free up a little bit. Fresh air. Get some real mm-hmm. erections. Yeah, exactly. Erection sets. (laughs) And so, yeah, he like, the poor kid's trying so hard. And finally, with the mom's like persuasion, his stepdad finally takes him out for a catch. And this kid is trying so hard. And this dickhole is making him feel so insecure to the point where he literally pitches the baseball straight into his eye. Just yeah. like gives him a huge black eye and it's just like, yeah, you should have caught it. His <laughs> instructions for how to play baseball are fucking terrible. They're yeah. not helpful at all. And he just throws it right at him and, and gives him a huge, like an, a, a gnarly black eye. Oh, my like God. Like a black eye that's like like real black. He's, like he probably in reality couldn't see out of that eye. <laughs> well, he puts slaps that steak on there. So slaps that probably raw helps. steak on it. Yeah, super sanitary. <laughs> Mom was like, that was for dinner. Like a $50 steak in today's, uh, right. today's right. climate, economic A real climate. marbled Wagyu. <laughs> yeah, right. Stridged. At least he looks like a badass now. So, And luckily, like Benny is like the only character in this whole movie that has like empathy. I feel like he's like such a sweet. He's just like always kind of sticking his neck out for this guy. Benny is the best character in children's cinema i'm saying it right now wow yeah he is purely good he's a great friend he understands like perspective like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that just be with your friends all the time and and just like play baseball because you love it it's the best thing ever and when you're 12 years old and playing baseball you're never going to be that happy again and yeah he knew it even when you're playing in the major leagues that's right. Yeah. So luckily, Benny comes over and is like, hey, you're coming to play ball with us. He doesn't take no for an answer. And so he brings in to me all the boys. We've got Ham, Squint, yeah, yeah, Timmy and Tommy Timmons, Kenny and Grover. He just like hangs in there with him. And they're all like, why did you invite him? He can't catch or throw. He's a fucking nerd. But basically, Benny like sets him up for success. He runs out there, gives him some advice. He's just like, just hold your glove up and like, I'll do the rest. Which and is he, the coolest thing I've ever heard. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so awesome. He's like, how do I catch it? And he's like, just stand out there, stick your glove out in the air. I'll take care of it. And to, to, to hit this ball so someone could catch it with their eyes closed is absolutely impossible. That's why he's yeah. a total legend. It, it just lands right in the glove and all the kids Crazy. are like, cool. All right, whatever. I guess you're one of us now. Like it's as easy now. as that. Yeah. Because he told, he was like, you ever have a paper route? And he's like, yeah. It's like, oh, now he can just throw and it's just perfectly fine. He's, he makes nine and they have a full baseball team. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Benny's like taking him on, taking him under his wing. The other boys are on board now. They're like into it. <laughs> the one thing I noticed is just like anytime Smalls needs something, Benny happens to have it in his back pocket. Like crazy. At first, he's like, "Oh, you don't have a glove? Here's my old glove." And he's like, "Oh, you don't have a normal looking hat? Here's take my old hat." And I'm like, "How much shit do you have back there?" He's got like a like a wizard's back pocket, like or something a Mary like that. Poppins purse back right. pocket. Yeah, he's like, but "You need a bat." Good though. Yeah. 
Because, like, Smalls, first of all, he just looked like he's got, like, this plastic baseball glove, and he's got this hat. It's the worst hat I've ever seen, and I tried to buy it in time for this episode, um, and it wouldn't. It was going to come tomorrow, and it wasn't. And then I'm like, I don't want to have it. No. It's this, like, fish hat, and the brim is, like, three it's feet like the, long. The visor is huge. <laughs> Why? I don't know. So he tells him to throw that hat in the fucking fireplace. Uh, fireplace. Like you got a fireplace. Burn it. Toss that hat in there. So now they're just like a regular neighborhood gang playing ball. Uh, Ham hits a ball over the fence and Smalls goes to hop over it. And all the boys are like, no. And they like run up to him, grab him down. They're like, you could have been killed by the beast. And he's mm. like, what's the beast? And they're like, camp out. And so they're like, we have to have a, like a boys' slumber party to talk about. They're, are they they're in their treehouse? Is that right? Yeah, in the treehouse. Just above the beast's uh, resting resting place. He I guess resting. that would make it seem like he's dead. His, yeah, his, his fucking shed his or whatever. Home. <laughs> yeah. Or he dog lives. house. That's what yeah, it's called. <laughs> the dog house. It's very cute. Ham teaches Smalls how to make a s'more. I'm also like, this kid didn't know what a s'more was. It's like he doesn't know anything about anything. Like he's been living under a he's rock. He's like an alien. Yeah. Literally. Like he hasn't been a, also just a human child as long as they have. Well, I was thinking like, so the first time they meet one another, he's like, who's the great Bambino? And he doesn't know that it's Babe Ruth and all the different like nicknames that he has. And I was thinking, it's like, oh, come on, man. You got some time before the next time you meet them. Just go. And then I started coming up blank like go to the library like how do you figure this out right yeah i guess that's true like when you don't have the internet but like s'mores s'mores yeah that's a tough one you gotta know that stuff buddy and i guess like i guess maybe his dad wasn't big into sports but and his stepdad is but doesn't fucking spend any time big into marshmallows either i mean jesus come on come on so teach them how to make a s'more which really wanted made me want to have a s'more me too um then Squint tells a very like there's it's like a very Christmas story esque, hundred uh, percent, like history lesson. Yeah, he just like tells us uh, the the tale of the how the beast came to be. He started as a junkyard dog and like grew to an insane size and killed all of these thieves and now he's chained up in this backyard just waiting for the chance to kill again. Yeah, and when they asked him how long he's gonna have to keep him chained up, the answer. Forever. 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 <laughs> yeah, and it's like his grandpa is yeah. like the police chief and he's just like <laughs> I mean, I think of when I see when I see the word forever here forever, I think of it said like that. Like exactly. Forever. forever. It's just burned in my memory so next day we catch a glimpse of squint's crush wendy peppercorn uh she's a real hottie and sure it's a real hot day it's too hot to play baseball so they go to the pool to quote scam pool honey <laughs> i had to I look like up, what rewind and look at the close caps i'd never thought of what that was because they just all kind of yell it in unison yeah, i've never thought i cared but scam pool honeys no idea i mean just basically seeing girls at the pool is like the closest thing they get to playboy and peppercorn is the lifeguard just lotioning and oiling and lotioning and and oiling oiling. i can't take it anymore i was thinking like squints is kind of like an incel like he's like he thinks like she's being unfair by like flaunting herself and not like sleeping with him. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't know what she's she does not know what she's doing, and they're like she, like, knows, she knows exactly, exactly what she's what doing. She's doing. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, yeah, we do as women, we do. But it's, but it's like one of those things where it's like, but also like, can I be, just live? Don't be wearing those short shorts in the gym. You know what you're doing, like right? <laughs> like, well, like there's a, there are times when we know what we're doing, and then there are times where we're purely existing. I think that. <laughs> Well, who knows? Because we're they're like unreliable narrators, right? I don't know if we are right. seeing like actually what's happening, but it seems like she's just existing. Yeah, she's just putting job. sunscreen on as a lifeguard. Whether yeah. it's actually happening in slow motion or not is That's probably true. It could be happening in slow motion. Or like, there's a male lifeguard her age that she has a crush on. Right. That's true. You know, I'm sure it's not Squints that she's doing it for, or maybe she did. Maybe it's it is. Definitely not for them. Well, but. Uh, basically, Squints loses his shit. He jumps off the diving board into the deep end, and he can't swim. So, like, Wendy goes down to save him. She's doing mouth-to-mouth, and everyone's like, come on, Squints, you, come on, buddy. And turns out he's faking it 
just so that he can like grab her head and kiss her. Yeah. Which is fucked up. The director told Chauncey Lepardi like a really sternly, he was like, you keep your tongue in your mouth, you understand? Like when, when they Good were man. shooting that scene. Good yeah. man. Good man. But like right when they take him out of the, the water, he's so clearly conscious and like smiling. And yeah. Still like, he like is still check. holding, he's like still holding his glasses. <laughs> But he had kissed a woman. He had kissed her long and good. And Wendy is just not having it. She like drags that kid out of the pool and they are banned forever. Uh, But you can tell like, by the way, he's like comes around to the fence and looks at her. She like gives him a little smile like you little shit. Like I was fucked up, but it was kind of funny. It was funny and then ballsy. It was a brave, brave and thing the to do. Fucking bad voiceover narrators like he had kissed a woman that day. He kissed her long and good. He kissed her long and good. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, like, this really is did. just like it really is just like a Christmas story meets Stand by for Me. For sure. It's exactly that. Yeah. But with baseball, which is perfect for for me and everyone other little boy. Correct. And girls. And girls who like baseball. Uh so that is <laughs> I did. I hate to tell you this, but like at this point, I just wrote, they play their 4th of July night game and I'm so fucking bored. Oh, no. Because this is like my favorite part. Oh, is it really? I just like, I I think it was just one of those things where I was like, okay, we just like, it's just like another scene after another scene and they're not connected. And it's just like, okay, what are they doing now? Playing baseball in the dark, like good for them. I totally get it. It's just, it's so so nostalgic for me but i also know like that's the, now and then is the same way it's just like right. a bunch of i mean there is a through line with the dear johnny stuff but a lot of it is just like one summer a group of girls does this then they do this then they do this right but the, now and then is more connected like this stuff is just like there was two writers and they were like this is what happened in my life and we're just gonna write scenes and then yeah, whatever resonates with both I of had. us yeah yeah I mean, it's just, they're playing, there's only one day a year that they can play uh, a night game because there's enough lights out. With and, the fireworks. With the fireworks. And they're like playing and Benny hits like a home run and all of them like start to look up to the sky, but then they're like taken by these fireworks. Mm-hmm. But then Benny is like running around the bases, not looking at the sky, like still playing baseball and it's just my favorite yeah. i mean i mean it is it is very sweet i think maybe i was just cranky because it made me want a hot dog and i didn't have one. Oh yeah i don't have one either if it makes you feel better <laughs> it does you just have a dog dog <laughs> yeah i just have a dog dog shit dog uh shit dog um next up we meet the rival baseball gang we're like throwing hurling insults at each other same as uh now and then the ultimate insult is that you play like a girl Mm, you play ball like a girl so they get challenged to a game on the fancy field the next day and like it's there's not even competition they just crush it they just like annihilate this team they're so good i mean all of them are better it seems like than every one of them and then benny seems like he's like head and shoulders above everyone else yeah and then he's they also have ham as catcher like talking shit <laughs> talking to them shit. the whole time it's so funny it's like if i had a dog that was as ugly as you i'd shave its butt and tell it to walk backwards he's like is that your sister naked <laughs> <laughs> apparently i read somewhere that that was all ad-libbed but then i couldn't find anything else to back it up so i don't know if that's true it wouldn't totally surprise let's make this short game gotta get back to lunch (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah they like they whoop this team's booty just goes to show it's not all about the expensive uniforms and daddy's money exactly so to celebrate they go to a carnival this is my favorite thing in the movie for sure (laughs) they all decide to put these huge wads of chewing tobacco in their mouths and they don't know really much about it and then they go on this spinny ride. I was laughing out loud watching their faces <laughs> turn. And they're like, they it's go from like, so woo! Good. And then they're like, oh, fuck. And it's like probably one of the best acting moments for all of them. The physical acting in, in this scene is amazing. And I think oh it's my because God. they really were getting sick. Because That might be it. Before they yeah. could get, actually get the take. There's, it's supposed to be chewing tobacco. But like what it was was like licorice and like uh, beef jerky. But Ew, that also kind of makes together? them sick. Yeah. Right. Ew, what the fuck? To give a kid, a bunch of kids beef jerky and licorice combo and then put them on a tilt-a-hurl for like several takes? Like, yeah, for so they many were, takes. They probably didn't need to act much. Not much. And th- I mean, it's 
it's just perfect. <laughs> They're just like take and they have so much. Like it's not just like a plug. No, it's they like do not a, know what they're doing. It's like a mouth. It's like a full. Brillo pad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but apparently the uh, the puke was uh, pea soup, baked beans, oatmeal, water, and gelatin. That checks out. Um, the one thing I did note was yeah. like, why is all their vomit the exact same color? Oh, that's true. Well, I guess they're... They couldn't have varied up the vomit a little bit unless they were all at the barbecue and they all ate the same thing. But like... I mean, they are all together all the time. They're, they true. could have the same exact diet. When they walked out of the ride covered in vomit, they were all covered like in the same vomit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They, they vomit all over a bunch of girls walking by. On their shoes. And it's just uh, like, it's like splats. Like on the ground, it's like, <laughs> I was also like, every time one of them spit out their chew or whatever, I was like, you're in a spinning ride. So like the people behind them were also reacting like, what's going on? Yes, <laughs> They're so getting slapped in the face. Uh, I know it's not everyone's favorite, but vomit gags crack me up. Yeah, it does time. it for you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. After they recover a few days later, they're playing baseball. And Benny smashes the shit out of this ball and the guts fall out. So they need, you know, the whole day will be ruined unless they get a ball. And because fucking Smalls has been lying this whole time about knowing who Babe Ruth is, he like has no idea the significance of this Babe Ruth autographed baseball that is in his stepdad's trophy room. So he's like, I have a ball. I'll go get it. And of course he brings it back and it gets hit over the fence into the beast territory. And he's in big shit. And like, he doesn't even realize how big of shit he's in because he's like, we have to get that ball back. It was signed by some lady, Ruth, <laughs> baby Ruth. And they're like, babe, Ruth. Ah! And he's just like, who is she? It's like she? the Sultan of Swat, the Colossus of Cloud. He's like, you mean that's the same guy? Yeah, <laughs> this poor kid. So now we know the stakes and they are high. And this is the plot. <laughs> this is the rest of it. Yeah, this is like what finally connects everything in this movie the kids are plotting to get this ball back while stepdad bill is away on business for the week so you know we just start trying all sorts of things broomsticks and metal poles and a series of little boys screaming this just the amount of screaming from squints over this sequence is so (laughs) funny like the way kids just like and not that it's not scary i get it but like the way it is so blown out of proportion probably in their minds just cracks me up yeah i mean yeah yeah like screams and then he screams so loud that he has to do one of these he's like "Ah!" i was gonna (laughs) ask you about that why did he do that I don't know. It's just like one of those things. He just like puts his fingers over his lips, like to show like how 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 scared he is. is. Never known that to be a thing, but I mean, but they're ruining like hundreds of dollars of equipment. It's like this like priceless erector set, these vacuums, like the whole treehouse is all like fucked up. They fuck up everything. Yeah, they they explode. They completely explode their treehouse. So, and then after lowering a series of things into the yard that the beast ends up demolishing, they're like, let's lower a child down. Yeah. Like, why was that? Just on take the, the one that on you the don't table? like. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Smalls finally puts his nerdy science skills to work and builds this erector set. He, like, builds a robot that is going to go in and retrieve the ball and then, like, catapult it back over the fence. Also, by this point, this ball is completely destroyed. It's covered in what looks like cookies and cream dog semen like yeah. there's it's disgusting so there's just no way his stepdad's not noticing even if they get this ball back so they launch the catapult and the ball comes flying back over the fence but then the dog jumps up and catches it in midair just so fucked up this dog is insane i mean that's got to be like 20 feet in the air it's like yeah. an english mastiff i mean it's incredible it's like the most athletic dog of all time he's the beast that, br- that breed <laughs> no just like that version of oh that. just that giant puppet dog yeah yeah it, it took two first it's like two dogs that they had as the actors the dog actors and then they're a lot of it is puppets depending on like how ridiculous it's supposed to look and it's like there's these pictures oh man i gotta show these to you but they're like Please. what the puppet looked like and it was supposed to be it's two people because it's supposed to be massive and it just looks terrible. I'm going to send it to you right you now. You can tell why they like show very little of this massive dog puppet throughout the film. I still think it's awesome. I like I like it how bad it is. Like I wouldn't yeah. like it if well, it was Well, cuz then good. it's shown like in the way again, the way that kids kind of 
see things in their mind. Like the same way in a right. Christmas story where it's like, yeah, robbers don't really look like this. Oh my God, what the <laughs> fuck is that? That looks like also like that looks like a completely different breed of dog. Like that looks like a bulldog, like or like yes. a French or no, like a pug. It looks like a pug. It looks like a massive pug. Yeah, oh and then God, that so looks, funny watching one of them, them looks like, like the shagging wagon from Dumb and Dumber, kind of. It really does. <laughs> These guys just chilling in the dog legs. <laughs> what at what point even was this dog out on the street that they would even need? It's for the flashback when they're oh, taking when they're yeah. taking it back. That is so funny. That thing is fucking horrendous. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. <laughs> so um, they kind of have to admit defeat after that. But then Benny has a dream that night that baby Ruth is in his bedroom and tells him to just hop over the fence and get it. <laughs> said baby Ruth. Just Babe like, Ruth. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. So Babe Ruth is in his bedroom and tells him, just hop over the fence and get it. Everybody has one chance to do something great, and this is your chance. Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Let's go. Let's go. And that's enough for him to risk his life for this baseball. It's because Benny is the greatest there ever was. He's a man of integrity. Yes, and he wants to be great. He's got guts. Yeah. And the next day, he shows up, he puts on his PF flyers. And gets ready to hop the fence. But uh, I was like, last we saw this dog literally swallowed this baseball hole. So I don't know how they're expecting to get it back. But no idea. somehow the dog comes out of the doghouse with the ball in its mouth. For the record, he's now a completely normal dog. Yep. At a normal, very normal that, like, size. English Mastiff is like a really big dog. But like. Yeah. 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 But you know, he's not a, t- <laughs> a 10 foot. Like 20 feet tall. <laughs> The ball just comes rolling out of his mouth and it's like between them. So Benny makes a run for it, grabs the ball, and jumps back over the fence. Woo! But of course, it couldn't be that easy. The dog breaks his chain and is chasing Benny around the neighborhood. And they're like, they're splicing this chase scene with scenes from an old black and white movie where there's an old woman that's like, this is how you kill a werewolf. Yeah, so a stick with a silver handle. You're insane. <laughs> the dog is like breaking glass and jumping through windows and through movie screens and into the Founder's Day barbecue and makes a stilt walker fall and catapult a huge cake into a bunch of people. Like they're just ruining the entire town. Also, the beast has like no interest in any of the other children. No. <laughs> they're all just like standing around. The dog runs right past them. Just does not give a shit. I mean, he's singularly focused on Benny. They run past the pool. They like literally circle the whole town and then they're back in the sand lot. Benny jumps back over the fence into the dog's yard. The dog bursts, like, breaks through this fence. But then the fence falls and, like, smushes him, which I was like, oh, Dan cannot be liking this part. I did not like that at all. So this poor dog is pinned under this fence. It's, like, homeward bound all over again. It's really upsetting. Just watching a sad dog. There's just nothing fucking worse than looking at a sad dog. A dog that's, like, beaten, too. It's not. I don't like that. Yeah. So Benny and Smalls and nobody else <laughs> help lift this fence up so that the dog can get out. And now they've made a friend for life. Smalls like turns around. And he's like face to face with Hercules. And then Hercules licks his face because there was like this baby food goo that was like smeared all over his face. This The part that you can't see. And that's yeah. what made the beast Ugh. really So nasty. Yeah. That dog. Great. We love a dog, but that dog was fucking disgusting. Yeah, I mean, his balls are slanging the whole time. <laughs> like. Just slanging balls. Slanging balls and just like hanging dong. And like every scene has it. Yeah, that's why the ball is covered in so much jizz. Right, that's right. Not enough because yeah. he needs to shrink those bad boys. Yeah, he just licks his face like a good boy. And the dog leads them to a whole treasure trove of baseballs. So they're He's like, so we can play proud. baseballs forever. Yeah, it's so cute. So they knock on the house of the owner, and of course it's James Earl Jones. And he's like, you should have just knocked on the door. I would have gotten it for you. And they're like, (laughs) squint, you fucking dipshit. I would have gotten it for you. He's like, come on in. We'll talk about baseball. Also, I should note that he's blind. He's blind, which is why like this stuff could have happened. Like any if if he wasn't blind, it'd be like, hey, stop trying to dangle kids over my fucking fence. Yeah. He's like, you're the ones who've been making so much noise. Yeah. He's like, you in trouble, boy? And he's like, yeah, blah blah blah. This is my stepdad's ball. It was signed by Babe Ruth. He's like, you're not in trouble. You're dead where you stand. <laughs> so 
But he's like, he trades him a ball that's signed by the whole Yankee team. It turns out he was also a famous baseball player, but he got hit in the head with a baseball and it blinded him and ended his career. Very sad, but he he got his time. He's the crazy Pete of a movie. That's true. Yeah. All parallels. Mm -hmm. Um, But he just wants someone to talk to. I mean, he's like, yeah, you can take this ball as long as you come talk baseball with me every week. Like, so yeah, sweet. absolutely. Basically, he gives his dad like the new ball and he's like, he, he basically like he was pissed, but he's not that pissed. And they end up eventually bonding. Um, and then we kind of find out what happened to all the kids. Yeah, yeah, gets shipped to military school and then develops bungee jumping. And the, the voiceover is like, of course, we all know why. Why? Because he was dangling over the Oh, uh, okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> All of the things that they end up doing are like incredibly convenient to the last like 15 minutes of the, <laughs> the movie. Yeah. Or, Except like, yeah, like Timmy and Tommy become arch- architect and contractors and then they become millionaire inventors of mini malls. Mm-hmm. Squints grows up and marries Wendy Peppercorn and they have nine kids. And then he grew up and moved to Brooklyn and remarried Miranda in Sex in the City. What? I'm just kidding. He looks exactly like Steve. He does look, yeah. <laughs> he does kind of look like Steve. He looks exactly like the child version of Steve. Wow, good call. God. I'll never be able to watch this movie the same way again. Fucking Steve, man. Miranda? <laughs> anyway, Ham becomes a professional wrestler named the Great Hambino. De Nunez plays ball, but not professionally, and then ends up coaching his son's Little League. But then, like, I find it kind of dark that, like, Grover gets, quote, really into the 60s, and no one ever sees him again. Yeah, he just does a bunch of drugs, I guess, and yeah. checks out, man. Benny, then, like, later deemed the Jet Rodriguez, ends up playing for the L.A. Dodgers, and Smalls is announcing his games, and it's just so sweet to see them all grown Ugh. up and stuck together. So, grown-up Benny is actually... The actor's real brother. Oh, they look a lot alike. They look exactly the same. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. And oh, actually, and one more thing. The last one that we have to uh, talk about is Hercules lived to be 199. That's which right. In dog is years. Human years. <laughs> yeah. There's no way. <laughs> there's no way dogs live. That no, but he's a legend. So legends never legend. die. That's true. Um, oh, legends never die. But like seeing everyone move away and like them like talking about their futures is just so sad to me like they're all it's kind a, of it's the exact and... same parallel to now and then where they're like that was the greatest crazy sum of our of our lives and things were never the same after that we or stand by split me off yeah it's, it's always like thing. you have one memorable summer as a kid and then people just like move on and forget each yeah. other it's, it's sad. terribly sad it's terribly yeah. sad but then at least like they are still somehow bonded by the dodgers i guess eventually and then to see mm-hmm. them it's like you know, they say the Jets lost a step or two, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see some fireworks here. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's cool having it be full circle. And then, you know, he, like, hits a home run. And then he's, like, doing a thumbs up to the booth. And they're, like, thumbs up yeah, to each other. Yeah, he steals home. It's like, I don't believe it. They don't see him. And he steals home. It is weird that they're giving each other a thumbs up. I have to say, it's a little strange. Like, I would think, like, a point or, like... Yeah, but they're just like... It's because they have the exact same scene <laughs> where they're each giving each other a thumbs up earlier in the movie. Got it. Moral of the story is I would catch more if I cared more, um, which is exactly how you watched Now and Then. <laughs> no, I loved Now and Then. No, I know. There were like plot points that you like didn't... Oh, you... yeah. It's tough to catch all of it in one. You... I barely knew what was going on. <laughs> I know. You thought the two main characters were female were were lesbian lovers like you had a whole lot of still i don't blame myself too much for that i i i still think that that was fun <laughs> yeah um rate and mate yeah i mean i love baseball so much it's the most romantic sport what's the least romantic sport uh i don't know they're all pretty romantic i guess but baseball is the most romantic Okay, got it. This movie's great because it reminds you of the time if you played baseball when things were simple and there's little petty dramas. But it's just about it's about being with your friends and creating these memories and like you're never gonna get back to a time that was as simple and purely joyful as that time Mm -hmm. when you were just playing baseball every day. You'd wake up, play baseball, and you'd get home after playing baseball all day. And um, it's a very simple movie, of course, but uh, there's a reason why it's kind of resonated with so many people and. Um, I'm just glad baseball's back. 
Uh, I'm going to give this movie nine out of 10 aerial wedding cakes. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I hear everything you're saying and I honor it. I also think that this movie is not, was not made for me. You know, mm. it's not for mm-hmm. me. I'm not the target audience of this movie, which I can take and compartmentalize. I was just a little bit bored. Fair. I just. Fair. And maybe because like we've seen this kind of story told before, this is just like another vehicle to see that same kind of like things will never be as simple as they were that summer. For sure. Um, but I think the kids did a great job. I have to say like the kids were fucking great. Um, loved squints. You know, I love seeing things through the society through the eyes of a child it just was like yeah it's just like not my favorite but i can recognize why this holds a special place in many people's hearts sure um so i will give this movie six out of ten matching pukes (laughs) love it love it love it we hope everyone has a wonderful opening week of baseball yes go cardinals make sure to get your foam thingies ready And just get ready to watch people steal some bases and round the outs. And get your (laughs) Cracker Jacks here. You know, baseball stuff. (laughs) God. All right. Enjoy, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Movie Club. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and write us a glowing review. We are millennials. We kind of need the validation. For even more goodies, be sure to follow Millennial Movie Club on TikTok and Instagram. Later Later days. days.